Are you ready, kids? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. do, 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 do. I am your host for this episode and all episodes, Hookaloof, 24, a bear. And in this episode, we welcome the Minister of Puffy Stuff, Kite. Please join us as we ask him a series of questions drilled down to the dark heart of man. Hi! <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. How I'm, about I, you? <laughs> one of these days I will be able to read the stupid titles that I give people without laughing at how dumb they are, but... It's, it's appreciated. It's, it, that's the... That's the best and, like, most descriptive way I've heard it somebody ever describe me. <laughs> uh, well, I am, I am so, I'm so glad that you were pleased with that terrible, terrible introduction. <laughs> um, but for those who are not in the know, which is going to be uh, probably few people, you're, you're, you're well known because you're a very talented artist. Uh, why don't you, why don't you describe oh, the sort of thing that you like to draw? So, um, just kind of generally, I like to draw just, like, big, wholesome, round characters. I don't really do, like, not-safe-for-work stuff, even though it is because of the context, but I do, I, I just kind of like big, round, soft things, and that's what I do. <laughs> that That is something I was a little bit curious to touch on, and you could feel free to shut me down if this is not something you're interested in, but relatively recently... You had, um, the, what's it called? Oh, yeah, the Furry Life Online yeah. stuff. That was, ooh, that got mo way more out of hand than I anticipated. Um, but before you, before you launch into oh, it, I do want to say, like, I, I didn't see, yeah. I didn't, this wasn't, like, some big drama that I saw. Like, I just saw, I saw my friend, you, getting a little bit upset by, like, how some people were reacting to the stuff that you, you make. And I think that you have an interesting uh, perspective that I would be curious to, to pick your brain a little bit on. For sure, yeah. No, um, essentially just what happened is I uploaded some art to the website. Um, I tagged it, you know, with the fat tag because my big... If anybody's familiar with my stuff, I have a big round blue wolf character um, who I've had for pretty much since I started drawing. Um, and I just uploaded it and under the fat tag because that is what he be. Uh, and the website uh, moved it into the not safe for work section. And, you know, at the time I was like, whatever, it's fine. Uh, but uh, somebody was talking about it and you know how kind of the, the rage machine starts going when other people start um, like getting mm -hmm. on it. I I commented about my situation, and I just kind of publicly said something. Ultimately, at the end of it, I just said, you know, whatever, I'm not going to be using this website. Well, then people took it way out of hand, um, and I don't want to say they turned me into a martyr, but I've heard a couple other people say that they turned me into a martyr. <laughs> um, because they just... They were using me as, like, a case, like, study and all this stuff, and I just didn't know how to handle it, and I just, it blew my brain. <laughs> that is, that is pretty like, buck wild that you, you deciding not to use a certain website was treated by a segment of the fandom as, like, 
the the crucifixion of your cute blue wolf by this terrible, terrible new usurper site. Yeah, and that's, like, the major thing. And, of course, in the moment, in the heat of the moment, um, I was saying, you know, talking to a friend who they, you know, were, like, hell-bent on saying that, like, oh, the stuff I do is not safe for work and all that, which, you know, some of it is. I can't, I I cannot deny that. <laughs> but, like, with certain characters, it's it I, I make a point to not do it as much or to not, you know do it at all and that's one of those characters since i've had the guy god since i was 12 so it just you know it it got it started arguments it started stuff that i didn't want and then like somewhere down the line somebody was saying that like i had said that the website was fat phobic which just isn't true yeah I, I i will say i didn't see any of those those comments from you yeah, I I literally like thinking back on it. It was I posted maybe four things about it, and that was it. Well, in in the end, I I have not seen anything about that site like at all. As yeah, you know, it, it's kind of crazy how it just disappeared. I'm I'm sure that it has a hardened fan base of people who are big, big advocates of the furry life online. And to their credit, I'm sure it's a wonderful site, but at least on my radar. And I will say, I'm, I'm, I'm considerably more not safe for work than you are. So this site was already a non-starter for me. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's just kind of, you know, it's it's good we're talking about this because that's kind of something I want to say is like, I have no problem with the website, its staff, anything. It was just the weirdest situation. <laughs> It it feels like they kind of dug themselves uh, a hole when when weighing in on like the the idea of and not even an idea that I necessarily disagree with, but like the idea of quote unquote fetish material being uh, not safe for work, like because like I don't know at at what point does it you know is it is it a fetish versus just like a picture of a topic, like is 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 a is right, a fat yeah. person taking a selfie fetish art exactly and that's kind of in one of the conversations i had outside of like the public space that was kind of one of the things i um use as an example there's a character from one of the monster hunter animes i've I've honestly never seen it but it's a big yellow cat lady and i use them as an example of would you consider that and and the response i got was all you know context and i agree with that Mm -hmm. But, like, that's also the same kind of context I put forward that character in, is just, you know, he is soft and sometimes he eat too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am similarly soft and sometimes I eat too much. Exactly. I think I think most people, especially with everything going on right now, can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is... It is strange to me that sometimes this is sort of a tangent, but I will go back uh, to previous episodes of this show, and I I have one in particular where I'm like, "Man, this COVID thing sure is wacky. I hope it's over soon." And that was like six months ago, <laughs> right? Uh, that's something funny too, because uh, many people might not know this. It's no secret, but I do work um, retail at a at a pet store, and um, it, it it's it's crazy how. Uh, how long it's been going and how, li- like, just how slow it is going. Mm-hmm. 
it is it is it's been a bizarre bizarre 2020 and hopefully this podcast has helped some people pass the time the limited time when i'm not taking like several month long breaks between recordings sorry about that <laughs> but um I think people would understand. I, I, I think you're. I, I haven't gotten any any harassing emails or anything. People have been generally just sort of like, "Hey, when are you doing another one?" And the answer is right now. Well, not right now, right now, but whenever you <laughs> listen to this, it's right now. Uh, but sort of sort of touching on the idea that the you know having a character since you were you were twelve years old does bring up the question: How long ago exactly did you get started doing art, and what was the what was the catalyst that brought that about? God, honestly, I mean, everybody says it. I've been drawing forever. Um, but I think the major catalyst is um, during, like, the early, like, years of discovering it. And, and I tell this story, and it, it, it it's the funniest thing because nobody else has kind of had this experience. Literally just one day as a kid in, you know, late elementary school, I straight up just Googled, like, fat dragons or okay. something. And that... It just, it was the weirdest compulsion. I don't know where it came from, but here we are, and I, it's what I do. <laughs> hey, that's, you know, what what an origin story. <laughs> yeah, it, it was literally, like, faded or something um, that this is where I would land. And and um, it's no secret at all, either. Uh, artists like, um, uh, Japanese artists like Blue Crow and... Um, Galfax and and other you know people who I'm very happy to call you know not friends but like friendly acquaintances um, just because of the language yeah. barrier, um, but just people who have that a very specific very soft style just really resonated with me at that age and I, I've just always wanted to kind of re not recapture that because it's never really left. Mm especially with those two artists. But I just, um, it's kind of a bygone era for the rest of, you know, the the, the fandom, as it were. Uh, just because, you know, a lot of stuff is moving more realism-based, like more, um, you know, more proper anatomy, which is something everybody should learn. I do, I'm a very strong, like, advocator for... Don't just jump into it and expect to, you know, get the results. You are going to have to work for it a little bit. Yeah, you you have to but learn. Just... Exactly, yeah. And that I guess that's something, you know, that I, I want to say. Because anybody who asks me, like, what they should learn to draw art like mine. Because I get, I get it asked every now and then. Um, but I always tell people, learn anatomy so that you can know how to break it better. Yeah. The, it, it, no, just that, that is, that is a hundred percent a good rule. Yeah. Cause, cause a lot of people, you know, and, and even I started out this way. I didn't learn anatomy until God high school. So there was a good like five or six years where I just wasn't, um, practicing it. And, uh, my art, you know, got stagnant cause I didn't know about posing or, you know, proper, uh, foreshortening and stuff like that but that's kind of what I do now is I, I, I try to make dynamic or less static fat characters yeah 
I mean, I, I will say I, I feel that my my stuff is pretty, you know, considerably static. That is that is something I as an artist struggle with trying to trying to write the uh write the write the course of there. And I wouldn't say like like just looking at your stuff, I wouldn't say it feels static, but I, I also always like to say it's never bad to keep pushing yeah. it. Cause like if, if if you start to feel it's static, maybe that's time to <laughs> push a little further or you know if other people start mentioning it you know push a little further there's never there's never a stopping point not at all and it is it is incredibly important to keep that in mind Mm -hmm. because there there are so many things that you are going to learn and do and just you know you won't do that if you don't practice you know it's easy it's easy to fall into a groove and just you know keep pumping out the same thing over and over and you know it gets numbers it gets views but like are you happy with it is what i always ask people yeah i i will i will say this is this has happened to me a couple times especially as less less so now which feels like it would be inversely proportional because uh as of like a day after uh, or a day before recording this, I hit I hit four thousand Twitter followers, and that's neat as a milestone. Yeah, which congratulations! Thank you. It, it definitely sure. feels good, and that's that's the problem is that stuff like that can feel really really good. But back before I even had like one thousand, I was not metrics obsessed. I would say, but I definitely I definitely checked my notifications on all the various websites I post on a lot more than I should have. Oh, and and I think everybody does that. I I I I know I did. I I think everybody, you know, as much as we like to say like, oh, numbers aren't important. They're kind of important. At the very least, they're fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to you want to see what resonates with mm-hmm. people. But at the same time, like sort of as I've continued and I've I've been I've been on that grind for a while recently myself. I've been I think it's been like a few months and I put out a fully colored, fully like finished piece every day for like a few months now uh just because yeah you you've got a lot of a, a lot of inconsistently good oh, i appreciate that but it's just it <laughs> i i personally just spent a whole lot of time in my life not drawing and so being able to draw now i just don't ever want to stop and sometimes i don't sleep and it's not healthy don't be like that but yeah don't because i i am 100 percent in that boat too anybody who follows me on twitter you know the insane hours of the morning. It, <laughs> it makes it hard to catch your stuff, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta sleep so that people who. I know, and I've been trying to like. I, I've been abuse. For those who don't know, Twitter has a um, option to schedule tweets now. So if you see me post at like nine o'clock or eleven o'clock in the morning. Odds are I'm not actually awake. <laughs> that is that is a relief. I'll also say I've been using that a lot as well recently, especially doing like monthly drawing challenges. Sometimes I want to get a little bit ahead so that I can work on bigger things like animations. Right, which god, your animations, like since we've started talking alone, your stuff has gotten so much like more fluid and more like bouncy it's so much i'm glad i'm glad you've been enjoying it i try my i try my best animation is something i've always enjoyed watching as a as a child i loved i loved cartoons and as an adult i appreciate cartoons and i'd still spend way too much fucking time watching them oh for sure same or i would like to i would (laughs) say i i just always 
I have a horrible time with like long form content. Uh, I I am, I I always say that Studio Trigger is my favorite um, animation studio simply because they usually never go over twenty five. That is true. Trigger's very good. This is this is going to be a tangent. <laughs> I don't know if it'll make it into the into the episode proper, but have you seen uh, their their first feature length movie Promare yet? Yes, oh, I have. God, I love. I, I saw that in the theaters twice before movie theaters were wiped off the planet. <laughs> See, I was so because I I own the Blu-ray. Um, I sadly couldn't get any any time off to go see it, and I couldn't get any friends to want to go see it. Uh, just you know scheduling issues, which sucks. But hey, I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that is more than fair enough god if if you're listening to this and i don't cut this out which who knows if i will or won't go watch promare it's fun but i will it's honestly one of it's so yeah. much I, I will save my recommendations that you watch one piece and and not recommend that to you because that's the king of the long form content <laughs> god well did you i always say it's hilarious so one piece um it's it's really funny you bring it up actually because i use this as a joke one Piece and was uh, the first chapter of One Piece came out. God, I want to say a month or two months after I was born. Wow! And somehow we're both still born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you outlast One Piece. Although, I, I hope right? <laughs> I hope that's because One Piece ends relatively soon, not because One Piece is going to go for ninety years. Right. <laughs> Don't let, we'll see, uh, I guess. I I hope not, anyway. I don't know. I don't know if I would maintain the interest another seven decades down the road. I totally would. I love that show. Right. One Piece is so much fun. <laughs> I've had so many. And, and as somebody who, like, has gone in and out of it multiple times, because I said I can't really do, like, long-form yeah. content, but just, like, wikiing up and, like reading about all the stuff that did happen in the gaps that i stopped <laughs> yeah there's just i love it <laughs> it's it's so it's a very fun show it's very it's very silly it seems it seems like it would be not not necessarily inspiration but it would definitely be up your avenue in terms of style for sure i i like one piece is one of those shows that just um has so many varied body types and so many you know just goofy interactions and that's that's just the stuff i live mm. for and so like even if i've you know been out of it for a while um i can always like find clips of it and just re-fall in love yeah. with it <laughs> it's just such a it's just such an imagination driven series and that's that's all i can ask for with with a medium like yeah. anime. So though sort of speaking on the uh you, you mentioned before that you were sort of trying to keep the I've heard it described as kimono inspired by by different types of people, that sort of style in your art alive. Yeah. I I got to say when I when I saw your stuff, I think you do an excellent job of of following that because I I thought that you were a Japanese artist because that's sort of the only place where I see that style like exemplified. See, and that's so funny, because I've had so many friends um, uh, tell me that. I, I had one in particular, it was super funny. Um, he was shocked that I spoke English. <laughs> like, uh, he he had said that he thought I had a, um, a translator. <laughs> and a lot of that... 
a, a lot of that comes from the you know insane hours of night that I post. It comes. I, I from thought the same the... thing. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah. It, it's just all the all the everything lined up to make it seem that way. Not Japanese, <laughs> just an insomniac with a good style. <laughs> exactly, and thank you. Oh, I I've had not about your stuff specifically, though it has been sort of sort of around some of the things that you've posted. Uh, my roommate is an artist as well, uh, Ruby Snoot, and he's a he's a big fan of your stuff as well. Oh, I didn't know. Ru- oh, that's too yeah. cool. Uh, we've been we've been roommates for like a couple years now. And he has, at least on a couple of occasions, we've talked about how cute that that kimono style is and how good your stuff and other artists like you are. And he has said, I've tried to draw like that and I cannot do it. And I can attest to that the same way. I have attempted and I cannot for the life. There's there's some imperceptible difference that you have managed to you've managed to grasp and you you've you put it to good work. I'm very impressed. Well, thank you. I, I, I legitimately, like, I, I've thought about it, like, every now and then, because, the, you know, you get that, you get that kind of imposter syndrome um, with anything mm-hmm. you do. Um, and, and I've always felt like, oh, my stuff isn't, you know, I, I, there's no way this is, like, as influential as people say it is and, you know, things like that. But then, like, the more, you know, people say it, the more you start to kind of think it's true. And that's, like, the most, like, clear-cut way I've ever heard it described, is, like, there's just such a a difference. Yeah. There's... I, I, I wish that I had the vocabulary to properly express what it is about that style that I just cannot for the life of me do. For sure. Like, and, and you know, it's it's... That might be why, because it's it's funny too. I I always tell people I have the worst time teaching people like just little things about art because I am pretty much one hundred percent self taught. So a lot of it is just kind of me looking at things, drawing the thing, and putting it out there. Um, I, I very rarely uh, use tutorials, or if I do use tutorials, it's for something super specific. Um, and it's why, and I feel bad, the only advice I really can give is learn anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the only, like, conventionally taught thing that I actually know and have been taught. <laughs> I I wish that I had... Uh, taken an like anatomy drawing course when I was in college. I could I could go I could do one now at like some adult education place, surely. But uh, I was actually not an artist when I was in college until like the last two years, and by then I was too busy trying to finish college to do anything fun. Right. Yeah. And and that that's kind of um <laughs> kind of the opposite of me. Like I said, I've been drawing forever. To a point where in high school, I actually got in a lot of trouble for it, because I would just doodle on everything. <laughs> um, it was not on everything, but just during classes, during, you know, study period. It was just, it was therapeutic. Hey, I, I totally get that. And, you know, I, myself and many others, I imagine, wish that we could have spent our time, you know, procrastinating in class half as productively as you did just drawing on everything. 
Right, yeah, and, th- and that was the big thing, is I was always productive. Um, if, if there are any listeners <laughs> who are still in, like, college or anything like that, you can do it productively, just don't let... It's got to be, like, a perfect balance. <laughs> you don't want one to outweigh the other. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, anyone... Well, no one in high school should be following me, unless you're 18, and even then, like, ee, I'm not super pleased about that, but... <laughs> For, for those who are, like, entering higher education, or you're, like, 19 and in high school, which I'm sure you've got an interesting set of circumstances, congratulations. <laughs> but, uh, just, like, don't, don't let passion projects necessarily, like, drawing get in the way of things like schooling, because, you know, drawing is great, but, like, I don't think... Even even most furry artists would tell you that this is not necessarily something you want to do as your sole career. Mm, and and that's something that's actually a really uh, um, a really good sentiment because I will always tell people um, the main reason that I do work a a retail job is so I don't have to take commissions as much. And and that sounds I don't want that to sound mean, but I work the the way I've always drawn is so like. Um, it's it's to relax it's to calm down and it's to get like the crazy stuff that i have in my head onto paper um and that that's hard when you have the anxiety of needing to get something done just on top of you i love taking commissions and i love um you know doing stuff for people it's just the reason you don't see a lot of fan art or gift art or anything from me is because everything i do is kind of spur of the moment yeah, that is that is understandable, and because it's oh, no, ahead, just sorry. the there's there's every every artist is different when it comes to stuff like this. But a lot of people have told me like that inspiration strikes them, and that's when they really buckle down and do do the big work. Yeah, no, and that's that that's totally how how I have to do it. I. I, I struggle with planning, and, and I've I've said this multiple times, because, you know, I'll always say, like, oh, I wish I could, you know, get this idea on paper, or just, you know, posting it into the void that is Twitter, so, like, maybe I'll remember it. Um, but a, a lot of the time when people, like, say, like, oh, write it down, it's like, I've tried that, but it's so hard for me to recapture the emotions that made me want to do it. Yeah. There's 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 a difference between like feeling an idea deep down in the pits of your soul and rereading an idea that you had a while back. Mm-hmm. Even even ideas that you have that are fun like in the moment, if you if you start working on them the next day, it can feel like a chore. Exactly. And and it's such a uh, it's such a weird balance. And and I think I think even artists who are really good with like commission schedules can can um attest to it like sometimes you just get an idea that just has to be done just out of the way just off the brain just as soon as you think of it yeah i've i've done i've done a few (laughs) animations like that where just all of a sudden my the the thing that i did to celebrate 4k i recreated the first one piece opening terribly that was a decision that i made at 2 a.m that night and i finished it at like 6 a.m that morning (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like it it had to be done. Just whatever whatever drive you had just was telling you 
get it done. <laughs> but people should sleep. Those are those are those are sleepy hours. Those are tired hours. Yes, no. As somebody who struggled with insomnia for for years, sleep. <laughs> like, even if it's hard, like throw your phone across the room, shut down anything electronic in the area, just put your mind at ease because. I, I can't begin to tell you um, how nice it is to sometimes be able to wake up when the sun is still in the sky. <laughs> it truly does remind you that you you are not, like, a mole person living underground. <laughs> oh, God. But that is... That, that does sort of half... Half lead me into um, uh, a question that I that I like to ask folks is it was briefly touched upon in the the question of like why commissions aren't necessarily super desirable, but uh, this 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 podcast name comes from the the semi infamous practice of getting notes with no subject on fur affinity and just the uh, or, or notes with just the subject high and like no context. From from strangers and how that can that can occasionally be an uncomfortable interaction. Don't feel bad if you for don't, sure. don't feel bad if you do that, but allow allow this to be if that's if that's a practice that you make common. Put a subject in your notes and put like more than like a full sentence in there. People will appreciate it. Oh, for sure. As, as somebody who you know who deals with it from time to time, I don't really check FA as much as I probably should anymore. Um, but I get those quite a yeah. bit. <laughs> so to to that sort of that sort of area, and you know, by all means, do not talk about anything that's too uncomfortable or embarrassing. But are there any notable like learning opportunities that could come from some of your less comfortable interactions with the furry fandom? Um, honestly, the the biggest thing that I like to like kind of tell people when they've. I don't even want to say messed up on because that's not that's not really what it is. It's just because you know, socializing is hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's something that we all have to do, but it's it's something that we're all kind of it, it, we all handle it differently. And, and but one thing that I I always like to tell people is if you don't know somebody, don't act like you know, your best friends, because that can lead to very uncomfortable situations in terms of, you know, what if they don't reciprocate it or what if, you know, you're, you know, commenting a lot and you're not getting a lot of interaction. The answer there isn't really keep doing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had some interactions where people will, you know, it, it'll start out, you know, just with a, hey, you know, I really like your stuff. And it's just like, oh, cool. Thanks. Th thank you. Because that's one thing I don't want to sound is, is unappreciative of anybody who wants to talk to me. Um, because, you know, as, as artists, it's nice to feel validated with what we do is getting to oh, people. Yeah. Um, but you can take it a bit too far um, in acting all buddy-buddy, even though you've only talked to them, like, maybe twice. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I know I'm personally guilty of the, I have a very low bar for who I consider like friends. Like if we've, if we've talked a couple times, I'll be like, yeah, he's my friend. But like, there, there's a difference between that and like a best friend thing. Exactly. And cause I'm the exact same way. If we've talked, you know, a good three or four times, if, if the interactions have been largely positive, I consider you a friend, but it's, it's really weird when people, you know, they'll present you with some stuff that, you know, you, you're clearly not super into. They'll ask your opinion on it and they'll, you know, and you can do the best you can to give them a response, but it's just, it doesn't feel genuine for anybody. Yeah. It's, it's really easy to tell when someone's faking something like that as well is rough right yeah it and, and i think we've all dealt with it i think we've all you know seen it um the the best way or the best like way i've heard it described is you can't be everybody's friend but you can at least kind of be nice to everybody and, and that's just kind of all anybody really asks for is just if you're a pleasant guy to hang around it might lead to something or if you're you know not the most friendly person you're probably not going to talk to many people the sort of opposite of the interactions is true like you don't need to be you don't need to be like cold or aloof towards people because you're worried about seeming too too excited or or the the weird like some like complex that people sometimes put on where like a popular artist will talk to them and they'll be like oh my god you're a god among men yeah, it, and, and I've never had that, thankfully. Until now. Um, this is but... where I reveal secretly I've got a little shrine to you. <laughs> well, see, even then it would be endearing as all that. <laughs> the advent of the secret shrine. <laughs> Just open up a closet. It's like something out of hand. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have any. I just have uh, one of your pictures printed out on put on a big fluffy pillow. See, and and here's something too, because um, I actually have that as well of one of my characters. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's adorable. Um, yeah, um, it's uh, I I have two, so I had I had that made when I was much younger, back in high school. But I do actually have a um, full plushie uh, made by uh, the people over at that uh, Budsies service who make you know the 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 stuffed animals. Um, it, it's gorgeous quality. I love the thing. If I didn't have dogs, it would 100% be in my bed every mm-hmm. night. Like, it is just the softest thing. And, you know, if you've seen my characters, you probably can, uh, you probably know how round it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's super adorable. If anybody's thinking of getting, you know, stuffed animals made, that's definitely a company I would look towards. That is fantastic. This is the first that I have... I've probably seen their stuff, but this is the first time that I've had a personal endorsement. Yeah, no, and, and see, I, I was always kind of iffy on it, too, until I saw another friend uh, get one for Christmas a few years back, and I was like, okay, this is something I'm Aww. doing. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. And... Yeah. Uh, doesn't really segue into anything else, but we we have talked about the that you have your your sort of influences art wise in uh in the fandom you've, you've mentioned a few a few notable artists and you know clearly if people are 
mistaking you for a Japanese gentleman, then clearly you have something about your style <laughs> that suggests the, you know, that sort of area. I don't really know where that sentence was going. I should script these better. Um, all good, all but good. Are there are there any sort of notable influences in your art from from media that you that you have watched? Because we we talked about how good Trigger is and how fun One Piece is, but is there any sort of cartoon that you would you would say captivated you style wise and maybe served as an inspiration? Man, that is really a tough one. Um, I want to say like there was like a really there there was a period in like the early two thousands to like. 2010-ish, where anime just kind of had this, like, very specific look. Um, and I will be the first person to admit, too, I don't actually watch a lot of anime. <gasps> um, <laughs> I know, with with how I draw and how I, I, I talk about certain stuff, it, it definitely does seem like I have my, my finger on the pulse a lot Scathing of the time. expose. But I honestly don't. The truth <laughs> um, come out. But for for the longest time, anime just had this very specific look to it. Um, now, I will say it's one of the uh, worst shows I've ever seen, and I do not recommend it. Oh <laughs> um, it's, ca- it's called Legends, spelled with a Z, uh, Tale of the Dragon King, or, or something to that effect. I, I could be misremembering This is it. the first I've but, heard of uh, this show, so this must be really bad, because I watch a lot of bad cartoons. Well, you might have seen... You've probably seen the main character floating around. Um, he's he's a big white and blue dragon with a pilot's cap. Um, blonde hair and, like, big wings. Uh, and he, he, the character floats around Inflation every now and then, two. just because he's a, it's a really good design. In the all the monster designs in the show are fantastic, but the human designs in the plot look like and feel like they were done by a five year old. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna real quick look this up. So here's here's the typing section: Legends, Tale of the Dragon <laughs> Kings. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> This main character looks like anime Carl Pilkington. (laughs) Yeah, well, the way I... It looks like less good Shin Cranchan. Oh my god, you're (laughs) right. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh no, I... I, I like right. The, the picture that Google first showed me was way better than the actual art. Looks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. It, it's it's so bad. And see, here's the thing: the first picture, the first picture you're probably seeing is the um, uh, the manga, which is actually really good. Yeah. They just decided not to adapt it and they made their own original story even the the, the dude from the manga's hair is, is what's getting me i i was i was having a, i was having a good laugh at that but damn it looks like fucking it's, Picasso, it's very not picasso picasso did weirdo art it looks like fucking michelangelo mm-hmm. compared to the the wow that is yeah the dragons look real good though. but 
Yeah, no, that's the thing, is is the dragon designs, the monster designs, um, very early on when I started drawing, I pretty much did exclusively, um, like, uh, my fluffy dragon characters, who I've recently brought back, it just, you know, with a couple hundred pounds added, <laughs> um, they've been out, they've been out of work for a while, it it's fine. <laughs> I, I have seen those sort of I was gonna say before and after but <laughs> I meant like as in time has passed not like th the gaining right. of the pounds though that did happen but I've I, I have seen you posting the old art versus the new stuff and I can I can see some inspiration in those designs from here though I wouldn't say it's like too obvious no yeah a lot of people um and, and I think it's mostly because it's such an one it's such an obscure show <laughs> it was like 2004 just didn't touch any radars um which is crazy because apparently it had everything going for it the opening title theme is actually really good um like a lot of the animation uh the the fight animation is is fairly decent for the time it just feels like the show itself didn't have that big of a budget even though everything else surrounding the show had a massive budget. Yeah. God, I'm, I'm like Bandai did the toys and stuff for it. I'm, I'm seeing some of those toys. They look like dope toys. Yeah, it's just the show. <laughs> a lot of these backgrounds I'm looking at, and like it's got it's got that style that like Zatch Bell had, at least in terms of backgrounds. Yeah, but, like, the difference is Zatch Bell was a good oh show. Oh my god, I'm so glad you said that. I was afraid I was gonna have to fight you. <laughs> I... No, no, I, I love... Zatch Bell is, like, 100% one of those, like, old Toonami gems <laughs> that, like, only I apparently actually watched. I, I am in this... I am in a similar boat, and I have... I have a very... This is this is relevant. It's related to drawing. It's the first memory that I ever have of, like, actually, like, working to draw something. It was like my fourth grade class had a like, like a, here's how you start a business like demonstration thing where everyone had to make a store mm -hmm. and sell little like tchotchkes or what have you to their classmates and everyone was given like 50 funny school bucks to go spend on stuff. And I, <laughs> I like sat down and I, I paused on a cool frame of Zatch Bell that I was watching <laughs> Just because it was after school, <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's a cool frame." And I went and I got a piece of paper and I like slowly drew that frame. And the TV was too big to trace I from, gotcha. so like that's that's the first sort of memory that I have there. And if I recall, I think some kid who didn't bully me but was definitely big enough, bigger than me, that I didn't say anything, just kind of like looked at it, and was like, uh -huh. "Hey, this is pretty good," and then just walked off with it. <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> that's like one of those like <laughs> that that's like one of those like elementary school horror stories that's like okay right, <laughs> and then you look back you look back on it and it's like what why didn't i do anything <laughs> it was literally my story you have to pay for that i know you have the yeah. money they gave us free money yeah <laughs> but no um get, getting a little back yeah, on please. track yeah if if anybody if anybody wants to see that show don't <laughs> um wa wa watch Satch Bell instead it, it, it's 
Please watch Zatch Bell instead. We needed the Zatch Bell revival so they finish doing anime of the rest of the show. They need to. They need exactly. to finish. Exactly. They cut it off too soon. <laughs> I hope it gets a revival like Shaman King. That's that's very. That that's something I've always said is that they one need to finish Shaman King, but that's actually happening yeah. now. I. So now they just need to do. Zatch we, we Bell. need to. We need to bring back. Uh, bring back Zatch Bell style censorship. Shit! I just my phone fell out of my pocket and made a loud sound. That's not re- professional. <laughs> Uh, but Zatch Bell had some of my favorite. What fav- is professional? <laughs> Certainly not this show. God damn. <laughs> and that's and that's the best thing. Uh, but Zatch Bell had that really good like early two thousand style censorship, where like I remember one scene where a guy was like robbing a bank, and in the English dub, they drew his shotgun into being a laser gun. Yep. And they because because <laughs> we're not Japan. We have laws about showing nude children on TV. And Zatch mm. Bell, as a character, was frequently completely naked. And so in the English dub, they had to draw underpants on him. Yeah. Was... A, a, disc- a decision I agree a lot with a lot more than the shotgun one. Because I'm not... I don't want to see that personally. Right. But it did result in a lot of funny like scenes where he was putting on a second pair of underwear. Yeah, he would just put pants on over his pants. <laughs> I I appreciate that. <laughs> Nothing will ever top the uh the jelly donuts. Oh my know. god, I love I love that. They didn't even try. The censorship without actually censoring anything. Oh, four four kids, please come back. Four kids Honestly like a a group of friends and I were talking, like say what you want about like four kids like practices in terms of like licensing just everything and hoping it'll yeah. work they actually did some pretty all right work at you know on certain shows some some of that stuff is like hilarious to me now as an adult in in a way mm-hmm. that it wouldn't have that i wouldn't have laughed at as a child and then the opposite is true like the constant puns and wordplay right like I will always say, like the Digimon movie. It's not for kids. It's Fox. Uh, that, that is a good example, though. But that's the... a funny. That's that's that movie's great. I watched it again recently. I'll watch it anytime. That movie kicks ass. Honestly, like I mean, in most of it comes from the source material. It's taking for those who don't know, and for those who have tried to watch it, sat through the Angela Anaconda scene and turned. Oh, it off. you best not be talking um... trash about Angela Ma. <laughs> So bad. I did skip the Angela Mon scene when I showed it to my friends. You are, you are not missing anything. But but like <laughs> it's so bad. Ugh. Um but the fact that it was pulling from the, the Digimon Adventure OVA, um, the R War game OVA, and whatever the one from Adventure 2 was called. Um the fact that it was the source material was so good, kind of inadvertently just kind of let the dubber, the dubbing team just do whatever they want, and they would have a pretty alright product at the end of the yeah. day. I, as, as I, I do feel, and I think this is a sentiment that a lot of people echo, is the first half of that movie is the better half. Yeah, but. for sure. Um, adventure and our war game, like, as, as just individual shorts, because... 
I'm that guy, and I own both of them. There you go. Um, (laughs) uh, They're definitely the better of the three. I, uh, Digimon has that problem that I think Pokemon started to have where the movies like started out really, really good and then just kind of gradually turned into like television specials, which isn't the worst. But, but. Yeah, no, in terms of like production, yeah. though, you can definitely feel it. They're, they're, they're good though. They, oh no, all I was going to say is that they just kind of turn more into marketing vehicles more than actual movies. Yeah. <laughs> though, uh, God, I wish I could remember his name. Who was the director of the Our War Game one? Oh, I can never... Um, he did Summer War. Yeah, that, that was what I was going to say. Is um, That's that's one of my favorite examples of someone being like, damn, that was good. I wish I could do that again. Oh, wait, I can, but better. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and there's another good segue. If, if you haven't watched Summer Wars, that's one of my favorite anime, personally. Um, it's just such, it's a really good story, it's got a really good framing device, and it's, it's just, at the end of the day, one of those feel-good kind of, kind of movies. Yeah. Ah, we've, we've talked, we've talked just a lot about, like, what, what good, what good shows are out there to watch. (laughs) This is, this is the movie recommendation episode. Go watch Promare, go watch Summer Wars, (laughs) don't watch Angela, Anaconda. Look at cool pictures of dragons from Tale of the Dragon Games. Yeah, just don't watch the show. <laughs> and, th- and thankfully, because so many people echo that sentiment, there's a lot of art of the dragon. I have definitely seen that dragon a lot. Though I was I was thinking of a different dragon when you when you when you said when you started describing like wearing the hat. But I think I was thinking of the dude from Sola to Robo, and that's not a dragon. Yeah. Which is a fantastic game if you can find a uh, copy. <laughs> um, uh, here, at go ahead and anyone listening to this, he's going to hate that I'm saying this. Go ahead and at Ruby Snoot and ask him how to set up a Raspberry Pi uh, emulator player <laughs> because he recently got one of those and was playing the prequel game to Solo to Robo. The uh, yes, uh, Tail yeah, that game. That game's hilarious and super fun. You should. You should ask him how to set that up, and he'll probably be happy to. You say know, it. I uh, since since the uh, we've moved on to Solitarovo, I I will tell you this is the absolute craziest. Um, just anything people who follow me, uh, the company specifically the Kemino branch of CyberConnect Two, follow both of my Twitter. Accounts. What? <laughs> yeah, and apparently they have been for oh years. Oh my god. You've gone corporate. That's like, I guess, <laughs> and I didn't realize it. But no, um, they, they they definitely seem to be very involved in like fan bases. They seem to be, you know, they they don't take the Kemino thing and just use it as like a marketing vehicle. They definitely feel like they have their finger on the pulse of it. Wow, that is that is that is so very very cool. Golly, yeah, and. And I've had, you know, I've talked to a couple other people. It's a very small, because CyberConnect2 is a very small company anyway. Um, but they, you know, they, they seem to follow people, you know, pretty regularly. That's super cool. Yeah, just I, I love to see when a company just kind of embraces, you know, what people like from them. And they're just like, hey, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We're not, we're not that bad. 
they're they're riding they're riding the wave that their style helped to promote. Oh yeah, I I guarantee if it wasn't for Solitarobo, I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing today. Stuff like that is incredibly important and influential, and you never know when you're going to be someone's catalyst to get them to start doing things that they do today. Definitely, that's something really important that I I, I love to tell people is just like don't don't draw just because it gets you big numbers or you know stuff like that you want to draw because you want to draw and you want to create because that passion will kind of spread itself it like even if it's just one person yeah you have inadvertently made their life a little bit better just because you put your heart into something yeah now this isn't to say like if you want to draw horny stuff don't draw horny stuff like you can you could do you could draw whatever you want but like don't don't go chasing the things that are popular chase the things that are popular in your heart exactly because at the end of the day your heart i don't know what i was going to say something really <laughs> Uh, we're not cut, we're not cut out to be protagonists. We can't do a fucking speech about friendship. Exactly, but yeah, just do what you want to do. That that's that's one hundred percent just like the sentiment that I would love to just push for. If you take nothing else away, if you don't watch that Bell or if you don't watch Promare, just say just. Just know. In, in the that, event that, that you... you don't watch Zatch Bell, believe it or not, some people yeah. won't. <laughs> but if you don't... Hi, everybody. Post-production Hookaloof here. Just wanted to say real quick, I'm not joking. I do want you to watch Zatch Bell, and I do want you to watch Promare. Please. And also One Piece if you can. But, you know, mostly the first two. <laughs> but the one takeaway is just do what you want to do. If somebody thinks it's weird, you know, don't... Just do it. Like, it it, it takes one sec... It, it takes more time to doubt yourself for wanting to do something than it does to just do it. That's just time, baby. <laughs> I don't have anything good to, good to add. That's a, that's a beautiful message, and now it's time for me to ruin it. All good, all good. I've, <laughs> I do that myself a lot. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all of the questions that I have had thus far. You have been an absolutely wonderful guest, and I am going to sort of push towards wrapping it up because we've been recording for almost an hour, and I think that's a good enough length. Unless I cut, sure. unless I cut this down like crazy, which I can't imagine I would. I'm a bad editor. Uh, All good. We, we've talked about a lot of really fun yeah, stuff. I've, I've had a great time. Um, if you, if you, is there anyone that, or anyone or anything that you would like to shout out before before we say our goodbyes? Um, honestly, not really. Not not on the top of my head, anyway. Um, I I guess uh, you know, go go check out some of my influences. Um, Blue Crow doesn't really draw a lot anymore, which uh, it, it's fine. They they do a lot of VR chat stuff. Um, Galfax, uh, I their their account might be locked at the moment, but. Um, they're another fantastic, uh, inspiration, wonderful person, um, despite language barriers, I've never had a bad interaction with either of these people. And, you know, if you're interested in Kemino-style stuff, those two are, like, 
kind of people who not only I um, really looked up to as a kid, but also kind of grew up with. So I, I can't recommend their stuff enough. Yeah. Uh, I forget how I end these. I feel like I usually have a <laughs> like a little script thing, but I, I pulled up my list of like canned questions that I ask people, and not only did I not follow that at all this time, in fact, I spent most of this recording session looking at pictures of dragons and just having that up in the background <laughs> as per your recommendation. <laughs> and I might just do that going forward, that was great. But uh, this has been Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do... <laughs> God, I went too hard on that one. That's like a solid shape in the waveform. Fuck. It's going to make a good <laughs> echo, though. Um, and, I, For sure. and I hope you have a great day. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>